0: Marriage is a journey, and there's a famous quote by the gentleman named Stanley Hauerwis. My wife has been married to seven different men, and they've all been me. And it's, and it's one of those things where you're going to continue to evolve, but the point is, is trying to evolve together.
1: I'm Amy.
2: And I'm Abby. And as women, we are constantly comparing ourselves to others but your life isn't supposed to look like hers. Being your best self means standing firm in your decisions and always being willing to grow with a purpose. We
1: get vulnerable and real with an honest look into the challenges and triumphs we all face. Every woman listening gets the opportunity to choose what life looks like for herself.
2: Hello friends, with many of us celebrating Memorial Day this week, we thought we'd throw it back to one of the most shared most listened to episodes of all time. This was episode three, our very first Bring on the Men episode and our very first episode where we had guests on. So Drew and Colin join and they truly talk about becoming a true partner. We go through dividing household tasks, we talk about entering parenthood and strategies to take, and we talk about that three letter bad word we refer to as nag and how we can ditch it for good. There's just so much gold in this episode, whether you're listening for the very first time because you're new to herself or you've been listening right from the start, this is going to be the perfect refresher. So we can't wait to hear what you think.
1: Having a partner that is supportive helps Abby and I to thrive in all of our roles, from motherhood to work. Because there are so many female bloggers and podcasters out there that talk about parenting and marriage and all the things, we wanted to bring some male voices in. So we are hoping to make Drew and Colin regular guests on the podcast if they'll agree. So today is just going to be the tip of the iceberg.
2: And the dialogue today is a direct response to the questions that you all had over on Amy's Instagram account just a couple of weeks ago. So let's get started with some introductions, since we know not everybody knows Drew and Colin. Colin Green, tell us more about yourself.
0: Absolutely. This is Colin, and I am from the suburbs of Chicago. I went to school in Davenport, Iowa at a college called the St. Ambrose University, the home of the fighting bees. Mm -hmm. I then moved to Dubuque, Iowa, where I got a job with a company called Cottingham and Butler, a risk management and benefits consulting firm. I met my wife there, which is kind of where my life really began. We then moved to uh, Madison, Wisconsin, have been there for eight years.
2: Drew Kiefer, give us a little more on you.
3: First of all, I'd like to say I'm super nervous because this is a big deal. Thanks for having us on. Uh, but a little bit about myself. So I grew up uh, very much like Colin, actually the exact opposite. Grew up on a small dairy farm in the middle of nowhere north central Wisconsin. Uh, but uh, life after high school took me to college at the University of wisconsin La Crosse, where Amy and I first met. Uh, and been in the Madison, Wisconsin area for the better part of nine years now. I've been working with the same company called Walters Kluwer uh, for that entire time where I lead a, a customer success and account management team.
2: So little do you know, I actually went to school with Drew and Amy in Lacrosse, And since you guys first met there, what drew you to Amy?
3: We had a lot of friends that we both hung out with and uh, I think your smile was infectious uh, as well as your personality Uh, You were a lot of fun to be around, and that carried over into uh, our relationship years after college and getting to know each other better after that.
1: For you, Colin, I think I've heard that Abby was kind of the pursuer. (laughs) Is that right?
0: Uh, She was. (laughs) She kind of had her pick of the litter. We had a, a bunch of young college grads that started all at the same time that I did, and I really did my best to try to not have a relationship at work. And she saw it another way. <laughs> and, and really the thing that drew me to, to Abby is her positivity. I think she radiates with positivity. So I think everybody's naturally drawn to Abby. Um, I was too. And then secondly, it would have been your, um, desire to grow. And I think both were, you know, great attributes of someone that I wanted to be with. And it worked out really well.
1: So both of us have been together for a while now, about 10 years, I think for you guys too, right? Um, and we've certainly grown and changed in, during the course of our relationship, add kids into the mix and it's a whole different deal. So we're going to stay on the topic of marriage for a minute. Drew, what could I do better or what about me drives you nuts? <laughs>
3: Overall tidiness. Uh, I am a very type A person that likes to have a spot for everything. And that is not your personality. Uh, And I I get that and I understand it, but it still bothers me. So if you could improve on your tidiness around the house with our vehicles, etc., that would be fantastic.
2: (laughs) Well, now I'm not sure if I want to know this answer, but we do all have weaknesses. So Colin, what bugs you about me?
0: Oh man. Um, I think, you know, this is tough. And so I don't mean to put you on the spot. I really think the thing that drives me nuts is making big things out of small things. And, you know, it happens. And I think this happens in every single marriage. Um, to me, it's really a reflection of two things. First is, um, how, you know, that news is provided, you know, how are you providing that particular Mm -hmm. feedback? Mm -hmm. Um, it's not necessarily what you say, it's how you say it. And then two for me is, you know, where am I personally in that moment? You know, am I, do I have a full tank? Am I feeling loved or am I empty? And so it's kind of two way street where I have to self reflect to see how am I doing? And then two is how that feedback's being provided.
2: And that segues in. So Drew, what about you with feedback? Have you ever struggled with taking Amy's feedback?
3: Most definitely. I would I would agree with a lot of what Colin said. Uh, what, How are you feeling in that moment? And not necessarily about what's being said, but how it's being said. And even on top of that, how your day's been overall? Has it been a stressful day at work? Have the kids been annoying you? Or are you just happy for whatever reason, which is a big factor in how I receive feedback? I try for it not to be the case, but uh, that's easier said than done. I think we've both in our marriage have grown a lot in both giving and taking feedback and putting it in a way that is objective with care, if I can say it that way, objective with compassion uh, to show the other person that this is important enough to me to say. But at the same time, I respect you and this is the way I'm trying to deliver it so you can receive it uh, optimally.
1: Yeah. And when we were really struggling with it, we almost made it a joke. I would literally say, Drew, I've got some feedback for you. And then he knew it was coming. And that's kind of how we started delivering it so that it was just the other person was more ready to receive.
3: Yeah, it was actually really interesting. I went to a a conference for work based around leadership and giving feedback to people at work. And I shared a lot of it with Amy and she turned it around against me to say, Drew, this is what you did. This is how it's making me feel here's what I would like you to do about it. (laughs) And all I had to say was (laughs) touche.
1: Okay. So right along this topic line, we get so many questions about nagging. So I think what women really want to know is how can they get their husband to do something that they want them to do without having to nag them or without feeling like they're constantly asking them to do the same thing.
3: I think the biggest thing is setting expectations up front. So uh, at least for me, I'm a person that likes to have a plan and know True what's needs going a on. A
1: month of notice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sometimes three. Uh, but if you just tell me the day before in the morning, like, Hey babe, here's what I have going on today. Here are two or three things that would be really helpful for me. If you could take care of or help with, uh, that is usually no problem. I'm happy to help. It's when things get sprung on me or, uh, Maybe you've made a comment where like, I have a busy day, but I don't know exactly what you want from me. Uh, I'm a dumb guy. Just tell me what you want and I will deliver. I'm good at executing to a plan, but I'm not always good at figuring your complex brain out.
0: (laughs) Great answer, Drew. I, um I couldn't agree more. I I think feedback and nagging is a reflection of how you're doing in your marriage and that ebbs and flows. And for Abby and I, how I take feedback, how the nagging, you know, how I take that as a person kind of defines how are we doing in that moment as a couple. And if it's if I'm not taking it well, um, I think that's kind of an alarm, an alert to me that should say maybe we need to do a better job communicating before this moment. And and I think that will certainly help in any marriage is improving upon that communication and that openness around the to-do list, the tasks that need to get done and doing it as a team and as a unit.
2: Mm-hmm. So true. And one thing I've learned about you, and I think many people out there will be able to relate to this, is that their timeline doesn't have to line up perfectly to yours. So if as a couple, you've decided that one person is taking care of the dishes tonight, if you think they should be done in the next 10 minutes, don't automatically infer that they have to be done exactly as you have thought because they're a different person. They have different priorities. And if you decide it again as a team, just trust them. Just trust knowing that they'll be done. So nagging after 12 minutes, for instance, or after 30, that doesn't help the situation. It doesn't help it at all. And that's not to say that the next morning, if there's still a whole sink full of dishes that you don't bring it up. Um, but at that time, bring it up calmly. Like letting the person know that as, again, a team, this is what you've decided. And as a team, this is how things will get done. So we haven't been perfect about dividing tasks, but we've gotten a lot better. So Colin, go into some ways, some easy, tangible ways that we have been able to divide some of those household tasks.
0: For us, this really started with um, literally writing down every single task that we do on a daily or weekly basis. And literally putting a line right in the middle of the page and writing down all the ones that I'm responsible for and all the tasks that Abby's responsible for. And it doesn't mean that 100% of the time you're doing every one of those tasks. It just means that, let's say 80% of the time, the majority of time, you are doing these tasks and then your spouse is doing the other tasks. And it felt very robotic and systematic up front. It felt weird, um, but it got things done. And all of a sudden, we were communicating and working jointly, and it was working out really well. And so, I, while we don't have those monthly, you know, sit downs where we talk about these tasks anymore, we've kind of created these habits, mm-hmm. and these habits have really turned into better communication. Our house is clean, the dishes are done, the kids are taken care of, and it's just become this great habit and
3: process. It's really worked out well for us. How about you, Drew? Yeah, it sounds like we need to get on your (laughs) system. (laughs) We should see our house right now.
1: Same but opposite. (laughs) (laughs) Type type A personality over there, (laughs) Drew (laughs) speaking.
3: Yes, I would love for that to be the case. But um, we have more organically, I think, just divvied up the responsibilities around the house over the years uh, where I primarily handle uh, all of the outside work. I do most of the grocery shopping and uh, most of the cooking where Amy basically does all of the laundry for the kids and and most of the items kid related, uh, whether that's diapers and uh, just getting them ready. uh, They gravitate towards her. So she's changing diapers more often than I am. Uh, The living room, I think we have to find another person who's going to take (laughs) care of that. We haven't quite yet figured out what's going to uh, figure out that chaos, but uh, it's been more organic and I think we each carry a big load. It's just in very different ways and things that we enjoy doing versus be like we have to do.
1: Oh, exactly. I was going to say, I think that what we've done is that we really play to our strengths. And so that helps us to do things the most efficiently that we can. And like Drew said, we are, I mean, our house a lot of times is a mess and we just understand now that we're in a season, we've got three little kids and it's just, everything is not going to be able to be done all the time. But speaking of bringing kids into the mix, we got a lot of questions for you guys about dad life. So, Drew, can you talk a little bit about your transition to fatherhood and if there was anything that surprised you about it?
3: I think the biggest surprise for me was how long everything takes once you bring children into the world where you might used to be able to get ready to go somewhere in 10 minutes. I would say Multiply that by four once you bring a human into the world, and then by two each kid after that. Okay. Um, I don't know how we can start our day without waking up before 6 a.m. now, uh, really ever, if we have to go anywhere by 9. Um, and I think just adding to an already pretty busy day, that's been challenging, but the biggest surprise. I, I think I was prepared for a lot of the uh, late nights and, and fussy events based on other friends of ours that have had children who have recently gone through that. Uh, but I think the time was the, the thing that um, surprised me the most.
0: I could totally agree with that, Drew. I am, you know, transitioning to fatherhood was was kind of crazy. And honestly, there's nothing in this world that can prepare you for it. Then being a dad and being a mom for the first time, to me, the most surprising thing was that I didn't realize how much fun it was going to be. I knew it was going to be fun. I just didn't realize how much fun it was going to be. And just these little humans that write at, you know, right at birth, like they're kind of who they are to a certain degree. There's some makeup of them that's who they are. Like Lucy and Micah are almost complete opposites. And we could tell that from the womb, which was shocking to me. Obviously, you mold them and they change and the environment, all that stuff has an impact. But a lot of their personality is kind of set when they're born. Uh, and I just to me, that's so remarkable that two humans can, you know, form a baby and th- these babies could be different. <laughs> I don't know why that should be surprising to me, but it is.
2: <laughs> it, it really it really has been fun. And we set expectations before they even came into this world to help with that outlook. So, Colin, what best tips do you have for those entering into parenthood to make it easier?
0: Best tips. Best tips. I don't know. There's a zillion. There's probably a bunch of books and podcasts you can listen to <laughs> on it. Um My biggest thing is just know it's going to be hard and, and and give yourself grace because of that, because it, it, it's going to be hard. And we went in with that mindset, knowing that it's going to be fun, it's going to be fulfilling, and that it was also going to be hard and that we were in it together. And so when we had our first child, it wasn't nearly as hard as we thought it was going to be. And so we went in there with full expectations that it was going to be a lot of work. It was going to be totally worth it. And we were going to be all in it together. And so I think going in with that mindset, know that you're going through this life changing thing. It's going to kind of change a little bit of who you are because now you're going to be a dad or you're going to be a mom and embrace it.
1: What about you, Drew? What would you say are your best tips for someone that's about to become a dad?
3: I do really like Colin's two points on giving yourself grace and just knowing that it's going to be hard. Because it is. Uh, on top of that, you know, a lot of dads to be uh, and moms to be encourage their dads to be to read books and take classes. And, and sure, you can get some information from those things. But once Max came into our world, none of those books really meant anything to me <laughs> at all. Uh, you kind of learn as you go, and each baby is a bit different. Uh, but on top of that, uh, in your relationship with your spouse or your significant other, and for Amy and I, uh, so much change with how we communicated with each other. And I think that was one of the more challenging things for us is we were now responsible for this new human, and we had no idea what we were doing. Uh, but that was stressful for us, and it, it took a toll on our marriage where uh, the grace that we once had with ourselves and with each other, we were putting into... Our, our new baby and weren't thinking as much about uh, the person we had the child with mm-hmm. in the first place.
2: So Drew, let's actually go into that more. What can men do right away, right away in those early weeks to start supporting their partner?
3: I think it starts with a, a mindset, knowing that being a mother is more demanding than being a father, uh, especially early on. Uh, think about things that might make your wife's or your spouses or your partner's life a bit easier uh, some of those some of those things might be known whether it's just getting up and, and starting the coffee or making sure that uh, there are fresh clothes for the baby uh, or even just asking your your wife or your partner what can I do to make today easier for you uh, for somebody like me that's helpful because I don't Other than starting the coffee, I don't have a lot of other good ideas, but just thinking about those things each day, uh, and it might just be one or two small things, but that goes a long way uh, for the other person that you care so much about.
1: And I'll say too, I think Drew and I really, we learned as we went, and it's safe to say for me, the first baby was the most stressful event. (laughs) And so we really had to grow into our parenting. It wasn't something that came all that naturally to us to, um, learn how to support each other all over again. What about for you, Colin? How do you, how do you best support Abby in those early days?
0: I think like the two of you, I mean, this is a work in progress. Um, I think going into it with a mindset to serve first was one of the biggest things that changed our marriage, but then also changed, you know, how we, uh, really worked t- together as a unit for our, our children. And what I mean by serve first was thinking about your spouse, like Drew had mentioned. I think it's a great point of what can you do that day to serve them, to fill their love tank, and you know, i quote unquote from the five love languages. And um, in turn, uh, that gives them a little bit more energy to be able to serve you, serve your children. And I think if we can all go into that with that mindset of what can I do for my spouse that day, this week, um, It just goes a long way. Um, and it builds your marriage. And when you're at odds and you're not prioritizing your marriage, it makes it that much more difficult.
2: Okay, friends, a quick break from our new podcast partner, which is Open. Open is a digital mindfulness platform that combines breathwork, meditation, and movement. As many of you know, I have recently been getting into meditation. I have been trying to be with myself, become more of a human being than a human doing, and Open has helped with this. What I love about this app in comparison to others is that you can literally do a one-minute breathwork class. I start my day with a five or 10-minute one just because I've gotten used to it, but if I'm really in a crunch and I'm feeling the anxiety start to creep into my shoulders, knowing that there are shorter classes available has been such a breath of fresh air. I've even started using this with our children at night. So I'll turn on the Open app, choose a calming exercise for 10 minutes, and I place it on loud, on speaker, in between both of our kids' bedrooms. It's helped them fall asleep. It makes our night start off a lot easier. And I'm just so thankful for this new platform. So if you want to also try Open, there is a section where we can also take a class together. So, so far, I don't have many friends on the Open app, and I would love for more people to join. So let's try to take a class together. Open is giving Herself listeners 30 days free when you visit withopen.com slash herself. Again, you can join me on Open by going to withopen.com slash herself. Let me know what you all think. I cannot wait to see you in class.
1: Yeah, I think a huge takeaway is just check in on each other. Cause until you're asking the question of what your partner needs, you might just be making up their answer.
0: Absolutely. I think that's a great point. I also think making sure that they get their own time, their downtime, uh, and, and giving them their mornings off or giving them, you know, a massage or whatever that might be, giving them, giving them some time to work out or exercise. Um, uh, I think is really important.
3: Yeah, I think that's huge, Colin. And, and for us, and I know with you, Amy, when uh, after Max, that was difficult for you. Uh, you felt like you needed to be with him twenty-four-seven, and I think that took a toll on you after a while. Um, so uh, after a few months, you st- I, I encouraged you to take yeah. time for yourself. I would be one-on-one with Max, and that was great for him and I as well. And uh, the more kids we've had, I think, the easier that's. I'm, like, I'm out you. of <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll be home in two days. Uh, but you need that time to recharge and and just be you. And the, the same as I need that time to uh, spend some one-on-one time or now three-on-one time with my children. It's been a really good balance for us, but was challenging the first few months.
2: Let's actually go more into that because scorekeeping is an issue. Back to episode one that Colin and I struggle with. So. For you, Drew, how do you strike that balance with your own downtime while also giving Amy hers and just making it easier for her when you are gone?
3: Yeah, for me, I, I've i never really thought of it as scorekeeping or you've done this, so I get to do this, uh, perhaps because I'm asking for more things than she is.
1: <laughs> uh, like, let's not keep score. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so no scoreboard, just a friendly scrimmage. Uh, but... I view it as do things that make you happy, and we each know that we love our children and we spend a lot of time with them, but we don't need to spend all of our time with them, and it's important to have your own time and have time with friends and, and not lose sight of the people that helped you be who you are today, and it's important to carve out time for that. Uh, so I, I I try to focus on that, and I encourage Amy to do the same. Um, and And it
2: can look like anything. So just because it's not the same as your downtime doesn't mean they can't have it. It might be video games with friends or playing basketball followed by drinks. It can look different than what you call as downtime with reading a book or having coffee with friends um, because it's whatever brings them joy. It's whatever brings them rest. And truly understanding that it might be different for them than it is for you can just make it so much easier for both of you.
0: For me, it's really not even about the video games. I've got all these friends, just like you, Drew, that are probably scattered across the country. And there's this moment, you know, sometimes on a Friday night or a Saturday night, Saturday night and we get on the headsets together, and Abby takes videos and pictures of me and <laughs> posts it on social media. <laughs> and it's just this moment for me to connect with my guys that are across the country that I don't get to see very often. And we use, you know, video games as a platform to be able to communicate and hang out. You know, I don't get to see them very often. We all have families. So it's just a, it's a way for me to connect with my really close friends that, like you said, Drew, help, helped you get where you're, you're at today.
1: And I wanted to add one thing that has changed for Drew and I is that when we are doing our own things, we don't make the other person feel bad about it. And that is one place that we really struggled with. If Drew was home with Max, Actually, I'll say I I did worse at this to be honest. Yeah. If Max, <laughs> um, when I was home with Max or Max and Trey, and they were being some type of way, they were being really crabby and crazy. I would want to let Drew know how hard it was to be home with both of them, and where we have come is that now both of us understand. The other person is working hard at home with the three children to give the person away time. So um, just to not make your partner feel bad for taking it, because then it doesn't work like them taking away time doesn't work because then they come home and they're getting yelled at and it doesn't feel good.
3: And I was just going to say on top of that, at, at times it's actually easier when I'm home with the kids alone and you're not there because they gravitate towards you so much the way it is. It's just like they're little zombies like reaching out for you all the time, <laughs> and they're crabby if they can't be around you or get all of your attention if they can see you. If you're out of sight, they don't think anything of it, and they're typically happy, and I'm able to help them out. And um, it, in some ways, is actually easier, so I yeah. don't mind it.
1: and it gives you guys good time to bond, which is what we all want. Totally. And if you can get that time for yourselves, you're a better partner. Like, hands
2: down, you're a better partner. Um, And I know a huge issue for a lot of couples is prioritizing their marriage, especially in years with little kids. So, Drew, how do you make it a priority?
3: We try to do at least one date a month where we get away from the demands of of being parents and either go out for dinner or Go somewhere during the day if it works out, if we both have the day off. Uh, I think about it as I, I love the mother that Amy is, uh, but I fell in love with my wife and not a mother first. So I, I want to continue to spend time with that person that uh, I first fell in love with. And it's important to do that when you can kind of isolate yourselves, just the two of you uh, like back way back when. I think that's awesome. You know, you're
0: prioritizing your marriage and when you prioritize your marriage, everything else becomes that much easier. And it seems like it's really working well for the two of you. One of the tips that's been working for us that I didn't even realize we were doing until, you know, I really thought about this question, which is uh, we go to bed together and it sounds so simple. Um, but 80% of the time, 90% of the time you and I lay down together at night. And there's a few things that happen uh, when you get to lay down together at night, right? <laughs> Where's it going? Oh, I'll get there. I'll get there. Um, you know, first is um, that might be your only time together throughout the entire day because you either at work, you're in the rush in the morning, or you're trying to get the kids to sleep, get food ready, all that stuff. And that time of night, it's just you and me. And we can finally lay down together, look at each other and say, how did your day go today? <laughs> how are you? Um, two, it's also a time for feedback, right? So, we talked about feedback earlier. This might be a moment where you can grow together, where it's like, how did we do today? And here's a moment for us to reflect on the day and see how can we make it better tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And then three, of course, is intimacy, right? You, there's no beating around, you know, the bush. <laughs> 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 you can make love, right? And um, when you don't go to bed together, it's really hard to do those things. Sometimes, again, it's your only time to be together. And it's just one of those things that's really worked out for us. And we didn't even know we were doing it.
1: And when we're talking about all of this, you guys, something that's coming to my mind is that Drew and I really, we were not always here. I for sure did not want to go on dates and leave the kids. Like I would feel guilty, especially because I was a working mom. Um, so just to say, if you're not where we are, it has been a journey.
0: Marriage is a journey. And there's a famous quote by the gentleman named Stanley Hauerwis. And his quote is, my wife has been married to seven different men and they've all been me.
1: I love that.
0: And it's, and it's one of those things where you're going to continue to evolve. But the point is, is trying to evolve together throughout that marriage.
1: Yeah. I think now we have less bad days Mm, than we mm -hmm, used to mm -hmm. with evolving.
2: Amy, we are doing a lot of that right now. We're doing some big things. So Drew, as a man who's partnered with someone who's on an improvement journey, do you ever feel lazy or left behind?
3: I'm trying to figure out the best words for it. <clears throat> its I wouldn't say lazy. I i know that I have a strong worth ethic, but I sometimes I feel like, should I be doing more in this world, thinking of all of what Amy's accomplished and, and not just Personal success, but how she's helped so many people along the way. Uh, certainly, in my job, I I can do that, but it's much more indirectly. Where Amy has built this really from scratch on her own and organically, and uh, people have, are excited about it and getting a lot of help from her. And uh, it does make me feel like should I be doing more at times. So uh, something that I wrestle with from time to time, but the way I get through it is knowing that I can have an impact on people at work, the customers that we serve. Uh, and that can be hugely impactful. I just have to put that in my mind as I go into work most days.
1: And you guys can come on the podcast now and help <laughs> a, a bunch of people. Um, so what about for you, Colin? It, with Abby doing these new ventures, do you feel left behind at all?
0: Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's bringing you in. I'm a pretty content person. I think the other day Abby was like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm hanging out with you. I'm drinking a bush light. I'm sitting in our house next to a fireplace. What else do I need?
3: Uh, substitute story. the bush light, I think, is what I would say.
0: No, I, I, I'm really excited for her. If anything, it's it's really driven me to do more and to to be a better person, to... Um, to help people. Abby and Amy, both of you have this uh, quality about you around wanting to help others. And I think for Drew and I, it's really encouraging and it's really motivating to want to support you in that. And in, in those efforts, you have been happier over the last year, over the last nine, nine months to a year uh, than I've ever seen you before. and it's be- And you're working more hours than you've ever had in your life. Uh, and it's, you know, certainly at times put me on the back burner, um, but I know what you're doing. And I and and then we have the pillow talk and we're communicating more effectively and it's just really worked out. So I'm just excited for you
1: as women, Abby and I are opinionated. We have really big. <laughs> <laughs> we have big, strong opinions. And so for you guys as men, um, how does that feel and how do you make that work?
0: I think going into it, knowing that I married you for that exact reason is, is what I have to go back to. I kind of have to go back to my ceremony. I have to go back to my wedding day. And when I gave you my vows, knowing that you were going to do big things and you wanted to do big things and that you had big opinions, I knew this going into it. So I think it's more of a self-reflection when that happens. I have to go back to my ceremony.
3: (laughs) How about you, Drew? Right on. I would say it's different for us where Amy, you've become much bolder and opinionated over the years. Uh, I'd say you're much more opinionated now than you were on our wedding day. And that's a good thing. You have beliefs and you stand behind them and you've made a large difference in a lot of people's lives so far and will continue to do so. And I've, I've really enjoyed that about you. Uh, I think that's also helped in the way we communicate where if there is feedback, going back to the feedback question that you have for me, uh, if you come at it from an angle of here's what I'm sharing and why I'm sharing this, it's important enough for me to get off my chest so I better listen. Uh, it's been helpful for me to better understand what makes you tick and why you care about certain things. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, the majority of our senior leadership team uh, is made up of women that have bold ideas and they've been very successful. So I'm around that every single day. So as Amy became much more bold, uh, that wasn't new to me.
2: <laughs> that wasn't new, but a lot has changed. And behind every good woman is a good man. And many times it's these men in our lives that notice the improvements that notice the changes before anybody else. So drew where has Amy changed the most In this past year.
3: Well, piggyback off of what I just shared where she's continued to, I think, grow in her confidence, which has allowed her to become more bold Uh, with her increasing demands of uh, several different jobs right now. uh, Her time has been less. But what she has realized is, uh, I think, how to better prioritize and juggle her time and. Making sure that her family and loved ones aren't taking a backseat It's just a matter of reprioritizing what you used to do and what are those things that aren't as important as they used to be with everything else thrown into the mix. And you've done a good job of putting things to the side that don't need attention.
0: It sounds like you have extreme clarity, Amy, which is really great. Uh, When you know what you're going after, what you're running for, put in your big rocks first, your marriage, you know, yourself, your kids, everything else becomes that much easier when you're prioritizing your big things.
1: What about for you, Colin? How has Abby changed the most in the past year?
0: I think she's happier, you know, just in general. I think you're happier with your marriage. I think (laughs) (laughs) I'm happier with our marriage. Um. And it just really encouraging to be able to see you go after something that you're really passionate about. So for me, it's really fulfilling knowing that your love tank is full and you're going after something and it helps me want to support you in that effort. So to me, I think you've you've over the last year really have had this true meaning that has come out and it's made, made you happier. And that's been really fun to see.
2: And Kellen, you're exactly right. This isn't something that has been around for years and years and years. So wherever you are on your journey, we're really here just to take you one step ahead of where that is. So stop comparing yourself to what her life looks like, because it does change. And all of our lives look a little bit differently depending on where we are. You guys asked hundreds of questions when we put up the sticker a couple weeks ago. But for now, we want to thank our handsome guests for being on and also ask for a quick favor. So you've listened to three episodes now, maybe right in a row. And could you hit the subscribe button and then review? I had no idea, but reviews are life in the podcast world and really help to just support where we're going and make sure that other people are also seeing this.